Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. In this episode, we chat with Patrick Franz. Patrick is a mortgage note investor, a mentor, um, a mortgage note fund manager, and he's seen explosive growth in the last five years, uh, professionally, financially, health-wise, uh, relationship-wise. And um, you know, for anybody who's got, uh, who is in sales or has tried different ventures in entrepreneurship and it hasn't worked out, this episode is for you. Um, Patrick had all kinds of quote unquote failures in the past and, um, things that looked extremely promising from, you know, from an idea standpoint and even execution standpoint. Um, and then all of a sudden the deal falls through or he's starting to produce in sales and then the company closes. Um, and this episode is a lot about saying yes to an op opportunity and to going all in just surrounding yourself with great people and changing your mindset to serving others, changing your mindset to learning about finance and how money flows and getting uh, an appreciation for financial education and the importance of money in our lives. Um, and in the last five years, Patrick has seen explosive growth uh, in, in so many different areas of life. Um, this is He's a high-energy, well-spoken, fantastic guest. And he does drop a ton of knowledge, has some great book recommendations at the end. Um, and so he's also got a lot of practical things to offer that you're going to hear toward the end of the show more about, you know, mentorship, note investing, and how you can take ownership of your own financial future. Um, and he gets into different things that they offer uh, toward the end. So you're going to want to listen all the way through. Patrick uh, was fantastic to to spend some time with, and I, you're going to appreciate this one. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. 
Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our income fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part, though, the fund showcases a short 12-month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, LabradorLending.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm pumped today to have with us Patrick Franz. Patrick, how are you doing today? Super pumped, man. Glad to be on your show. Thanks for having me on here as a guest, and I can't wait to uh, hopefully bless your listeners and audience with some some good nuggets today. Maybe help them go from whatever they're having in their lives uh, as adversity to maybe going from that to abundance. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and for the listener, Patrick is a family man, an entrepreneur, a mentor. Um, we're going to get into it more later, but he's got his hands in a lot of different things, a professional investor. Um, and he and I run, we, we cross paths in, in note investing, but I know you got a lot of, a lot of other things going on as well, Patrick. So for the listener out there, what are you up to today? Well, you know, really up to today, man, I'm managing now businesses. I'm financially free. I'm hanging out with my family, my four and a half year old daughter. I'm playing golf twice a week at the country club and uh, and enjoying life. Uh, finally, <laughs> that's what I'm that's, doing today. That's fantastic. That's awesome. So that sounds like abundance. We know um, we know you have some bad days here and there, of course. Right. But but sounds like you've really gotten intentional and you're able to live your best life right now. Um, I don't think it's always been that way, though. So let's jump back to the, the show, as you know, from adversity to abundance. We're we're not here to, you know, push on too many pain points, make anybody cry on the show. If it happens, it happens. But, but uh, you know, we're here to walk through some rough periods that you've been through and draw out some lessons and really to inspire the listener, let them know that, hey, life is you're going to go through hard times. We've all been through hard times. We're all going to go through more hard times, whether that's relationship, financial, health, et cetera. Um, but Patrick, your story is different than anyone else's. And that's what we're here to to learn from today. So take us back. Where do you want to start? Well, let me just say I'm here to help people understand that they can break themselves free of financial slavery within a few short years, no matter where you're at, who you are, what your circumstances are. And that's where I'm going out into the world now as me serving others to help people understand that and to show them ways they can get it done. Right. That's awesome. Because, uh, you know, not to say it's a struggle or it's adversity to um, have a job, a job, and and have yeah. that forty forty plan working for you, which is the forty hours a week for forty years kind of a thing. Um, but if if you haven't woken up to it yet, it is a bit of financial slavery, and I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. horrible, but. Uh, everybody who works 40 hours a week for 40 years of their life gives up their life and their time for a little bit of money. Um, 
is mm-hmm. is 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 up against some adversity <laughs> in, yeah, in life, true. in my opinion. Um, and you know, and we will go that way, Jamie, with with all things because I believe that. Uh, as we discussed a little bit earlier before we started the show, I think that the financial portion of someone's life is not the end all be all. And it's not the most important thing, but I'll tell you what, when you talk about uh, financial life combined with your personal health, fitness, uh, and spirit also then with your relationships with other people and what you can do to serve others, it all kind of goes together, man. hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. It's, it's critical. I it, it's, and that look, that's why the show is aimed at entrepreneurs and taking control of your financial life and your financial future and not not abdicating that to whether that's your employer or your the, the your uh money manager or somebody else but taking ownership of your situation and that really often does start with your financial situation because it absolutely is all tied together um i mean money is you know we don't have to get too too religious but money is absolutely all through the bible as one example right it's critical it's not something to ignore it's absolutely imperative that people understand the importance of money we don't want to worship money right but it's it's hugely important um and very powerful can be used for good or bad that's that's my uh, i'll get up my get off of my soapbox but that's that's my view you're so right though jimmy i mean look you know you if you're struggling if you're struggling financially to afford to put food on your table then you're not going to go down and feed the homeless okay that's that's, that's, that's it true. you, you, you that's can't true. afford to buy enough food for them either okay so it, you know yeah. it, it's it's first of all taking care of yourself your mindset your health and those things but it's the development of yourself to understand that there's a new way and if you're if you're looking at adversity financially trust me within 36 months 48 months from today you can be completely financially free i promise you can i've done it my partner did it i've seen people do it it's mm-hmm. achievable it's not crazy right how about health if you're overweight if you have health problems if you have high cholesterol uh, diabetes any of these things. It's all been proven that it is, you can reverse this. Okay. In a few mm-hmm. short years, you can become healthy and you can become abundant in that manner. And also the same way of breaking outside your comfort zone, getting around different circles of people, being mm-hmm. willing to build new relationships is mm-hmm. amazing at how the opportunity for abundance, whether it mm-hmm. be health, spiritual, or financial tend to open up. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That's awesome. So I know we're going to get into more more lessons and and more specifics about how you were able to reach abundance and overcome adversity. But let's talk more about the adversity that you did go through. Um, what did that paint paint us a picture? Give us some context and maybe right before you hit your first real low point financially, what did things look like? Well, if anybody can relate, my father was a college professor at San Diego State University. My mother was a gymnastics coach. Great parents. I grew up in the most loving family. Uh, We were not broke, so I didn't have to struggle for food and necessity. But also, my family had zero financial intelligence, never made any investments, and worked their entire lives until they were old enough to be, uh, you know, too old to enjoy life anymore, Mm. right? You're too old to go rock climbing and snow skiing, but you finally get time to do it. Right. And that was that was my family. And so I really grew up in an athletic and competitive uh, environment, Mm -hmm. no financial intelligence or real financial lessons. And of course, as we go through elementary school and junior high and high school and even college, they don't teach real financial intelligence to people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They teach us how to go out into the workforce and be an ant in the ant farm, of course. Right. And so. Not to say that that was adversity, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I kind of had this little notion inside me. I don't know if other people listening can, can relate, but you kind of knew that doing six hours of homework after you already went to school for six hours was kind of a, a weird <laughs> dynamic, right? Sure. 
Uh, kind of knew when you got your first job and maybe your boss was a jerk and you were getting paid measly amount of money, but you were busting your rear end eight hours a day, like a busser or a server, or, you know, like I was at at my younger years, you kind of got it. You were like, dang, this is not the cool life that I really think I should be living. Is this all there is? It feels bad inside you, right? It feels bad inside you, right? Absolutely. Uh, And so I felt like that. And so I got my first job when I was 15 years old in 1994. (laughs) Uh, as a salesperson, because I thought that would be fun, at least more fun than going and working as a cashier, busting tables. So I I, I got a job as a telemarketer selling bumper stickers. And that was my first real lesson in, I guess, entrepreneurial endeavors, because (laughs) it was, it was straight commission, right? Yeah, Uh, sure. But that, that just at least spawned to me that I, I saw people that could do something that was a little more fun, and you could make a little bit more money than as you were just working as a cashier. Or- yeah, you you eat what you kill, and you you uh, you know your theoretically at least your your effort is directly rewarded by pay, right? So your your performance leads to a higher pay. You have more control of the results. In a now, what happened? Position. Of course, my sister shut her telemarketing company down because she was <laughs> she was done with that business. So, so <laughs> and so you go into these younger years, and here's what I'll tell you: all of us should do this. It's a good experience. It, it hopefully builds your character. But I worked as a busser at a fish restaurant. Ooh, that mm. was a nice, that was a fun one. <laughs> I worked as a lumber handler in a lumber yard, throwing concrete sacks and 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 you know beams and things mm. like that, loading trucks. Uh, you know, worked as a waiter at TGI Fridays. Man, I wore mm. the flare. I had the button. <laughs> nice, but you know what I'm all saying. But, and those are those are what I call those odd jobs that you're doing to get yourself through high school yeah. college years and those kinds of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. What I hate to see is somebody who's 52, no offense, if he's 52 and he's working as a waiter at TGI Fridays right now, he missed something. Absolutely. And, and and it wasn't it's not our fault. I want people to understand that. Some of this adversity we all feel and some of this adversity we're going through, it's not purposeful. We just don't know what we don't know and it was never taught to us and that's the mm-hmm. unfortunate part. Sure. Uh, so what happened was uh Jamie is that um after those odd jobs, man, I, I thought I was 19 years old and I thought I'm going to be rich. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went down and I, I had my father buy me my first suit. I didn't own a suit. I had my dad take me to Nordstrom's rack and buy me my first suit for 300 bucks. I remember it's Navy blue. And, and I said, dad, I'm going to go interview down in La Jolla, California, where the guys drive the Ferraris and I'm going to go get a job as a salesperson. I'm going to be rich. You'll see. Well, I went down and worked hard in a boiler room for some startup.com companies that were raising funds mm-hmm. back then in those old days in La Jolla. Owners really were driving Ferraris, okay? But I found <laughs> out that, you know, it, it it was people that were getting wealthy off of the backs of others maybe that were getting ruined at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're willing to step over other people or mm-hmm. uh, investors would lose, but they'd still win kind of a notion. And mm-hmm. I learned the wrong uh, the wrong way things could be done. Uh, and how good people could lose money very simply making bad investments. <laughs> and I learned this at 19. Now, listen, I made pretty good money in the boiler room. Of course, I was young. I didn't know any better. And what happened mm-hmm. with that company? I, I was doing well under. there. It went under. <laughs> it went under. Yeah, my there's mind. a theme here. There's a theme here. <laughs> there's a theme here. And I'm getting to people. And I guess the theme and the, the point of this, and I'll finish up. But the point of that at the end of this, the point is, trust me, don't give up, guys. I re- I, I achieved financial freedom more spiritual freedom, better health and better relationships now at 43 years old. And only in the last four years of my life has it mm-hmm. occurred. And I'm just going through, you want some adversity? Yeah. Let's let's go down this road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In 99, I was selling venture capital down in La Jolla, right? That company went under. Mm-hmm. In 2001, I got a job selling home remodeling because again, I thought sales was the way to go. 
Sure. But what I didn't realize is in the sales business to make the money, you are working more than eight hours a day. <laughs> so, you know, people think I want to go yeah. do sales. It's going to be an easy route to big money. Oh man, the follow-ups, the straight commission stress and all this and working literally leaving my house at eight o'clock in the morning. Right. And not coming home till 1030 at night. And I yeah. ran appointments all day, driving around town and going and trying to sell things to people. And it's like, look, you're you're chasing after that better money, right? Shoot, I might as I might have been making double the yearly income that my buddy was, who was working down at the restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing better. But sure. man, I got to tell you, working eight <clears throat> o'clock in the morning, eight thirty in the morning to ten p.m. Right. and not having any life is where yeah. you see the adversity. <laughs> Absolutely no, and I do think sales is is a fantastic training ground really for any entrepreneur. And I think obviously sales is critical, just sales as a general category, right? If you're going to run a business, you got to have some kind of sales department or, or person doing sales, right? And and learning how to get rejected and how to, you know, how to look at the big picture if, if, if the deal falls through. And um, I, I think it's critical. It's a great skill to learn, but and there's always a but, right? But you're sure. absolutely right. It's It's still a job that, you know, you're, you're, how much more were you making per hour than the person who was working that 40 hours? Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I don't know, but uh, it's very inconsistent too. My, my father was a real estate agent, still is technically for, you know, he's been a real estate agent for, I don't know, decades. Right. And we had some good times growing up with his, with him doing well. And then we had some really challenging times and that's all sales i mean it's very market dependent it's you you had companies closed down you had no control over that i mean um so you still don't really have control or abundance you know in that at least in those sales jobs it sounds like so um walk us through the next few years after after that what happened well, I mean, you're trying to, and the point to that is this, it might've been making good money, but it's okay. You have to chase after the next deal always. So right. I was always having Absolutely. to trade my time and energy for the next commission. Right. right? And, and 10 gr- hours a day, si- 10 hours a day, six days a week as a young guy, come on, when are you golfing? When are you surfing? When are you dating? When are you <laughs> it was like, come yeah. on, man. Okay. But, but you were, I was young enough. I didn't get that lesson. Now in 2005, I decided uh, young and full of, uh, full of cockiness and energy, of course, thank goodness. <laughs> but listen, this sales stuff is great, but I need to get rich because I'm sick of working 10 hours a day and chasing commissions. I need to figure out a way to get rich. So I literally did what most people wouldn't do. And I tell you that you should, if you have an idea, if you have something that you think would help the world, if you think that you you have what it takes half halfway, surround yourself with some people that see your vision and go for it. And what I did was I had an invention idea. Have we all had one of those? Okay. Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Absolutely. We're all been in the grind. Well, if I invented that, man, I'd be rich. Okay. <laughs> well, I was one of the people that went, you know what, then I'm going to invent it and get rich. Okay. And it was called the auto finder, Jamie. I have it here okay. in my office. I, I show you the box, but, <laughs> but you know, I thought people could uh, use an auto finding device to find their car in parking lots, like at the sports arena, sure. the state, and you, you forget what aisle you parked in, you wander around aimlessly. So I created yeah. a car alarm key fob that would find your car for you in a parking lot. Okay. Got three or four patents in my name. Amazingly. So we raised about $3.1 million. We made the product in Shenzhen, China. I manufactured a product we could sell at retail. And the idea was to get it licensed with auto manufacturers. Cause boy, if my auto car alarm key fob technology would be licensed to GM and BMW and these guys, Oh man, I'm set. I'm set. Well, let (laughs) me tell you something, Jamie, let me tell you something, man. 2007, after I had gone to General Motors to Detroit and visited their facility and shown them a demonstration of my proof of concept, 
I had a big package this thick come across back then a fax machine come across mm -hmm. that was that was the contract that they wanted to have my technology in the General Motors manufacturing line by 2014, I believe it was. Okay. <laughs> Nine now, years this later. is a big thing from General Motors. And so, of course, we're just a couple of guys in a small company and we're trying to get sure. big here. And I send this to my attorney and he's reviewing it. It's going to take a month or two for him to go through word for word and wow. come back with counters in their contract and sure. so forth. So here, here, Jamie, I'm, I'm going to make it, man. I have an invention. I've got patents on it. It works. I'm finding cars in parking lots from a key fob. I go to GM. I show them that it works. It's like it's like a shark tank dream, right? <laughs> Sure. Like sure. And GM sends me a contract and says, we'd like to work with you and we'd like to yeah. put your technology. Hallelujah, I mean, man. Hallelujah. Yeah, absolutely. No. I, yeah. I, I, I'll awesome. tell you this. I'll tell you this, bro. Two to three weeks later, I'm sitting at my desk. My fax machine goes off randomly. And I yelled to my partner in the next office next door. Hey, you expecting a fax? No, we're not. I pulled the paper out. Jamie, guess what it says? And guess what happened to the economy right then? Oh, yeah, sure. It says due to economic failure and crisis, General Motors is no longer no longer accepting new technologies into their wow. manufacturing platforms. We're sorry to inform you that you know GM needed a bailout. Wow, GM needed yeah. a government bailout. Yeah, Remember all that? all of yeah all of Detroit, all the all the manufacturers were got hit really hard. Absolutely squished, squished, done. Yeah. It's done, done. And we were in debt and we had financing we owed to investors and all this other stuff. And I had to let wow. that company go in 2011. Uh, and, and it, uh, you know, we did a stock trade and backed that company into a, a shell. And I was, I was done, man. I spent huh. years and years of my life and was this close to financial success and it all went to nothing. Wow. That and is... I was right back to, well, what do I do now? Yeah. Cause that's, uh, <laughs> wow. That is, I mean, that's very real. Like we had, uh, you know, I, I had a couple of ideas, like a couple of friends and I would work on like, you know, the, we had a, the nine slice pizza cutter. We were like, well, what if you have three buddies and, and one person only gets one slice and the other two guys get three slices that this, you know, nine slice pizza cutter, this is going to take off. Of course, we never really followed through. We we had some meetings and things and we had some other ideas. Um, this is my retail. This is, this is the retail ready product <laughs> right here that was on shelves in stores right here. Wow. That is product. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think you were, you were, you know, I didn't think it was going to go that far. This is like super real. Like, and you raised $3.1 million, you said. Yep. Wow. And, and, and then, it was there. It was there, man. It was there. I yeah. was in Sky Mall. Yeah. I was in Sky Mall catalog and, and <laughs> wow. first street catalog and all the little wow. gadget catalogs. And we were there, man. And, and, you yeah. know, look, could I, could I predict that the economy was going to melt down and that, GM was going to need a bailout and all not. of a sudden my contract was going to be squished like it was never, never there. Of course <laughs> okay. not. Yeah. So that hurt a little bit. And, you know, after that, it was like, well, damn, do I give up being an entrepreneur now? Right. You get all this depression and all this, man, we were right sure. there. I guess it's just not meant for me. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Talk, talk about that. Just that, you know, how long were you in that down period and, and mentally or, you know, when, what, what's going through your mind and how did you, how did you rebound? Dude, I'll tell you, it was like that hit me. And then I was, uh, uh, of course, grew up being an extreme athlete. I was still an athlete, but a little older, mm -hmm. right? And body's not as good as it was. And I was playing in adult indoor soccer okay, uh, right about this same time. Um, yep. and, and I tore my ACL. 
And so when That's, you compound like the depression yeah. and the failure uh, uh, and and you feel not only bad for yourself, like you failed and all this and now I was yeah. right there, but dang, we're, and then my, my investors, man, I felt bad yeah. for all the people that believed in my product, believed in me and the motion. Then I busted my leg and I had a pretty gnarly surgery with like six month recovery time. And yeah. I literally took about a year and a half off just to sit in a hole. Okay. Mm. Do recovery on my leg, get mm. to walking good again. Um, and just try to figure out, right. You're, you're going, okay. You, you feel lost. You're blanked now. Yeah. Like yeah. I thought I had everything going and now there's nothing going. Sure. It's like your whole, the, the definition of your identity is, is just rocked at that point. Cause you, you don't rocked. really even know who you are at that point. So right. what, uh, how old were you? And, and, um, you know, what, what else was going on in your life at that, that year and a half? What, what give us a little more context. You know what, man? Literally, I was on disability. I was on pain pills. I was going through knee mm. therapy. I was, uh, you know, back then poker oh. was, you know, poker was really popular mm. back then. I was yeah. playing a lot mm-hmm. of poker and just literally just trying to forget about mm. the losses and about my pain and about, you know, everything and figure out where, where I find myself, where do I want to go next? Right. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, maybe somebody can relate to this. You don't want to know why I didn't have any place where I thought I could go because I was, had lost any type of confidence and any type of drive. Mm-hmm. And so in that case, I just wanted to do enough to survive now. Like what well, I just got, right, let me go get another job. Let me go do sales again, which is exactly what happened, which is exactly what happened right. after I got through knee therapy and all that, man, I went back to, um, outside sales again, just like mm-hmm. I had never left it. <laughs> and I did that for a bit, man. And I'll tell you what happened is that, uh, I was at a dinner with somebody one time and I was now back into the working 10 hours a day, six mm-hmm. days a week, running leads, mm-hmm. you know, always busy. Can't go on a vacation. Can't, I had no life, man, but I was back to making an okay income. So I, was, I felt good. Right. Um, sure. And this, this gentleman said to me, Hey, Patrick, you know, you, you you've always been a hustler. You've always been trying. You've, you know, you're, you're not lazy. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Right. Is, you, you know, you're always trying something and yeah. you've been defeated several times, but now you're back to working 10 hours a day, six days a week. And sure. he, he said to me something no one's ever said to me. He said, how long do you want to continue to waste 50 hours per week of your life to make 120 grand a year? Hmm. No one had ever said something like that. To me. Yeah. Everybody always said, hey, you're you're a good entrepreneur. You're always hustling. Good try. Right. Man, you're you're doing great. He was like, dude, yeah, that seems like you're doing great. But he got the underlying notion that right. he saw, he saw the slave. big picture. Yeah, I was a slave. Absolutely. I sure. went back to slavery. Right. Now, I will say, I mean, you, maybe you have a different take, but I don't think there's anything wrong with doing what you have to do in the moment or in the situation to, to you know, to go back to sales, go back to what you're good at, go back to what you know, nothing wrong with hustling to get your, get your feet under you and, and get, you know, get moving. But, but, it, but to your point, how long are you going to do that for? And to his yeah, point, what, right? What a, what a great fallback. Okay. I mean, they say, you know, they, they yeah. don't always say if you got a, 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 a science degree from college that you'll always have a great job, but they always do say, if you learn how to be a good salesperson, you'll never be mm-hmm. without work. Right. So yeah, yeah great, great fallback. But again, you know, sure. and, and, and it's nothing wrong with that. You, right. you, we all have to have some way to make income. We sure. know that. We know that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I did. That's what I did. But I'll tell you what I did, man. Um, I went from like 2015 to about 2018, maybe 2014 to 2018, where mm-hmm. I went into sales management. I thought, well, I've okay. gotten pretty good at this outside sales. So let me just train all the salespeople how to go do it. And I uh-huh. thought I was leveling up, right? But I was leveling up corporately. 
Mm, yeah. <laughs> corporately, right? Yeah. So now the responsibility level and the boss, the boss controlling your life and your hours and, and all of this got even worse. Hmm. Now, were you making more money as a manager or less? Just curious. I was making about the same because okay. I was a pretty good salesperson. So, you know, be yeah, careful the, what you wish for. The reason I asked that is my father, again, was a, he managed one of the, the I think, Coldwell Banker offices back in the day for about six years. He made about half of what he was making when he was a sales rep. So he's like, screw this. I have more responsibility, you know, more people breathing down my neck, you know, more people to watch over. And I'm making half of what I was making as a salesperson. So he went back. But yeah, a lot of times it it looks good on paper as a sales manager, but it's not necessarily what you think it's going to be long term. So, okay. So you did that for what, about four years, you said? Yeah. 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 Okay. Then, so 20, 2018, it sounds like maybe there was a, a breakthrough. This was it. That was when that was when a gentleman I was sitting at dinner with Got asked it. me that question. He yeah. said, "How long do you want to waste your life, man?" Basically, is yeah. what he said. He said so, it more politely, but he's like, "Dude, you're <laughs> young and you're wasting your whole life. You're a slave, slave to your sure. job. How long do you want yeah. to do that?" And no one had ever asked me something like that before. So it kind of hit me a little bit strong. And of course, I have the same answer that everybody's got, right? I told him, dude, I would have quit yesterday. If I could, but I'm kind of right. stuck because I got to have my income and I got my bills and I got my house mortgage, my car payments and all this stuff. What do what, what am I supposed to do? Right. <laughs> right. There you go. And that's, that's yeah. most, that's most everybody. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he, so. sometimes it takes like, uh, as we say for, for, for Michael Jordan to have been Michael Jordan, he needed Scottie Pippen. Sure. And, and vice versa. It's not a one man show. And so what no, I said to this guy, is. cause he, he was, a. He was somebody who had achieved a, a bit of financial freedom. He was doing investments in mortgage notes, as you know. And mm. uh, and he said to me, listen, I'll mentor you and I'll show you a way where you can make just as much money, but you can have freedom. He said, if you want me to mentor you, I have to see that you're all in. Mm. And I just didn't know what that meant, right? So, you know, didn't know what that meant. Sure. Well, all, all in means you're just not talk because everybody says, well, I'm going to do this. And I promise I want to yeah. do this. And I want to do that. And he knows that everybody's like that. And he said, I don't want to hear none of that when I see a commitment from you. And, and you know, Jamie, I had been through the ringer a lot, man. I had already sure. had stuff that was right at the brink of success and failed. And I could always go back to sales. And so here's what I did, man. And I want everybody here to, to uh, take this as a lesson to say, sometimes you just got to jump. Okay. Sometimes you just <laughs> love that. Jump. Okay. Just got to jump. Uh, sometimes we all stand at the high top of the high dive and our knees shake and the board bounces up and down and we look down and we just won't jump. And you know, them little kids that finally jump, they just won't leave the pool. Now they're going up and down the ladder because <laughs> it gets fun. Right. So sometimes guys just jump. You, you, you know, you can always fall back on right. working 10 hours a day for somebody else's company again. And if you're good at what you do, They'll hire you, okay? Hundred um, percent. And and one one thing that comes to mind real quickly is the the concept of thinking of thinking of this. You know whether I should jump or not. Think about it as even if versus what if. So mm-hmm. even if I try this, I'm all in for a year, and this guy is not all he's cracked up to be, or this note investing is not not actually the my ticket. So what? So you go get the sales job again or a different sales job again. You get a job again. You can, you can get a job again. So instead of saying, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this goes wrong? Which 90% of that stuff's never going to go wrong anyway. Focus <laughs> on right. even if. Focus on even if. Even if this happens, I'll be okay, right? So yeah, Beautiful. love that. Um, so Beautiful. So you decided to... Sounds like rip off the band-aid or you jump I'll, I'll all in. What, dude, I'll tell you what I did, man. I I uh I sold my house 
I moved to be close to this mentor, like five <laughs> minutes from where he lived. And I rent, and I started renting a house. I sold my house, started renting a house, moved my family when I had a brand new baby, handed the keys in to my $120,000 a year sales management job, bought, wow. bought and paid for a 650 square, or, you know, 600 square foot or 400 square foot office, whatever it was, a little outside <laughs> room with one room. I put two desks back to back with computers five minutes away from my mentor's house, moved my whole family, <laughs> sold my house, quit my job, wow. bro. And That's I awesome. said, and I said, I'm either going to sink or swim. And then guess what he said to me? Well, I guess you're pretty committed. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd say this is all in right here. This guy's I say it's all, in. all I say it's all in. So he said, I guess I'm going to have to show up in that office every day and start mentoring you. And, and I said, well, yeah, you better. So that was just the start. And I just want to let you guys know that that was a pretty damn big commitment. And I did put like a lot of things in my life on the line and it was sink or swim. But I will tell you something. It's interesting how you can throw certain types of people, kids, babies, animals into water. And they somehow mm. by survival instinct, figure out a way to swim to the edge. They swim, they, they don't drown. Absolutely. So think about that guys. You know, you are, are um, more uh, durable uh, than you really think you are. Okay. Yeah. You can do a hell of a lot more than you think you're capable of doing. And so in knowing that I said, let's go. And I started getting into what we call the money business. I started learning how money works. I started getting my financial intelligence, learning how mm -hmm. banks operate, learning how money flow actually operates and compounding mm -hmm. and those kinds of things. And I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you right now, the education is is and the expertise that you gain is mm -hmm. your value in the end it's mm -hmm. going to be your value mm -hmm. um what you don't know will hurt you <laughs> okay <laughs> no and it's as as we said before they you don't get taught this stuff in in school certainly not public schools um but and but it's critical information i mean just very briefly i got out of college didn't really know what you know i was coaching lacrosse i was an athlete as well and then didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I got my first quote unquote real job, worked for a title company, which now turns out to be relevant for my my uh, businesses. But I realized very quickly how little I knew about the things you're talking about. What what is what is a mortgage? What how does it what is a title company? What's title insurance? What's a settlement statement? You know, but th that's pretty important stuff if you're gonna go buy a house or 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 you know do some investing, right? Yeah. Um so Sounds like you took you. I mean, absolutely, we're all in. And it sounds like he held held up his end of the bargain as far as mentoring you. Um, was this like a, you know, was it like a, a structured mentorship program, or I guess what was? Oh no, no, it was, was me the... and him with a desk back to back in a room, okay. and I had to listen to him for six months and ask questions <laughs> and use a lot of yellow pads, man. Nice, you know. So what 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 was he what was he doing? I mean, what was the, you know, what's your goal for six months from that point, or you know what. What did it look like? Here's the, here's the theory. Okay. Here's the theory. He, 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 the theory he was trying to help me understand and switch my mindset over to mm -hmm. was that I've spent my whole life sp spending time and energy mm -hmm. and hours of my life in trade for pay for money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he said, what if you were a chiropractor? Just example. He said, what if you're a chiropractor? And for every client that came into your office and you adjusted their back for them, mm -hmm. they paid you a hundred dollars a month for the next 20 years for that one adjustment. I said, what are you talking about, man? He said, yeah, you know, you're in sales. What if for every deal you go out there and close, like you've been closing all these deals for years for these commissions. What if right. for every deal you've closed in your past as a salesperson, you had a mm hundred -hmm. bucks a month coming in for 20 years off of each of those deals you closed. Be pretty sweet. 
So the theory was he was trying to show me that there's a different way in life to be abundant, abundant with mm-hmm. your relationships, because if you're working 10 hours a day, you can't even hang out with your kids. No. Uh, abundance with your your spiritualism and your health, because you can't go to the gym and you can't afford to eat healthily if you don't have any money. Sure. And financially, yeah. financially learning this one lesson, there are things that we can do, folks, in which you do all the work up front once. And you can get paid month after month after month after month after month. It's called passive monthly cash flow. And mm-hmm. he was showing me that with mortgage note investing, mm-hmm. that can be something that you can achieve. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, Jamie, the first deal I did, brother, was I did a deal. Um, and my monthly cash flow from one of my first note deals I ever did was 35 mm-hmm. bucks a month. <laughs> so you're immediately sitting on the beach sipping Mai Tais. I mean, this is pretty- <laughs> <laughs> it's 35 bucks a month. But wow. here's what I but here's what I learned, right? Here's what I learned. I learned I did work one time that probably took me four to six hours total of, of work I did. Sure. And I got 35 bucks a month coming in every month now for in perpetuity for yeah. years. No, that's powerful. That's that is. It may not seem like it immediately, but it, you're absolutely right. You you're putting all the, you're front-loading the work, which isn't a ton of work, and you're putting you're you're buying an asset and you that asset spits off cash flow for you as and you're putting your money to work as opposed to trading your your time for money directly so that's awesome so then it's like okay let me do that again right <laughs> well, sh- well, sh- well sure what if you were a salesperson like i used to be and i would go out right. and sell a customer something what if your car right. sales and somebody came in you sold them a car sure made a it's transactional it's, it's transactional and but now yeah. you got to go sell another car Exactly. Well, well, think of the same process. Again, every car you sold to somebody also came with 35 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks per month that they paid you for the next 20 years because you sold that car. So that was the lesson, right? And when mm-hmm. I learned, and, and you know, you could pick something like, uh, you could pick something like, uh, you know, my monthly Starbucks bill. Well, at least at that point from doing one deal, I could mm-hmm. tell myself then that now for the next 20 years, I don't have to worry about my Starbucks mm-hmm. bill. It's paid for, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Yeah. And so how many times can I do that? Just like how many cars did I have to sell as a car salesperson or how many clients did I have to help run in my business or whatever? It was just, yep. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. The person that partnered with me, because I had a financial partner on that. One mm-hmm. of the lessons I learned is I could get that $35 a month without any money of my own invested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my partner came in, he he helped me fund a deal. Uh, he helped me fund the deal. And here's the cool thing, man. Not, I got 35 bucks a month passively for many, many years off of that deal. Mm-hmm. And that was my, my thing. Well, the partner that helped me, I served somebody. I want that to be the point mm-hmm. guys. The person yeah. that funded that deal for me, he made 10% annualized return on his money for quite a few years in that mm-hmm. deal. And he was extraordinarily happy that I brought him into that uh, partnership as well. Mm-hmm. But that was the lesson I learned, right? And now let's put this on rinse and repeat. And Jamie, I know that we don't have too much time, but here's what I want to tell people for hope. Okay. I did not know what a mortgage note investment was up till 2018. Didn't know what it was. And you you all know my backstory. I was trying. I was hustling. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you about the three or four network marketing companies that I had (laughs) strewn into the past and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. right? So it was always try, 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 fail, fail, fail. Try Mm -hmm. to see a clear path and then it gets fogged up and things in your way. And you're going, this was just not what I expected, right? Well, I'll tell you what. We, I now have 72 mortgage notes under management and they mm-hmm. produce about $43,000 a month in passive cash flow. So ask your audience <laughs> if that, if that oh. now seems sexy, because some people are like, well, yeah, you did work, yeah. but you only got 35 bucks a month, but I sure. put it on rinse and repeat. And from 2018 to 2023, 
we now have $43,000 a month of cash flow coming in. So That's that gets awesome. really sexy, doesn't it? Absolutely. And like you said, you're solving a problem for somebody else. And I know a lot of people who are starting out raising capital or trying to find a money partner, or, you know, they're worried about asking for money because it's, well, I don't, you know, I want to put this person out. No, switch your mindset. You're actually providing value. You provided value to your money partner. You're together. You can do a lot more, right. As opposed to, I mean, same thing with your, your, the mentor, right. You wouldn't have done really any of this without him. Right. I mean, so I, I think that's a, one of the common themes through this episode so far is just, teamwork and collaboration and so you already said it earlier surrounding yourself with with good people and people who are going to influence you and you can add value to as well you all win together so that's that's fantastic um yeah so kind of walk us through from you know say 2018 through over the last 5 years how has your professional and and your financial picture evolved and how have you gotten to abundance what's that look like that progression over the last 5 years uh, first of all, you know, stopped chasing uh, dreams and money for myself. Mm. I think that that's a problem that we have. And mm-hmm. and okay. when, when it's when it's all for yourself, um, I guess the universe doesn't bless you really. You know, it mm. doesn't bless you. You're not ready to accept the responsibility mm. of being wealthy. Uh, okay. And so I changed my mindset into serving other people. Mm. And, Love that. you know, as you say, if the, the more people that you help get what they want in life, then you'll get what you want in life. I think it's very, very true. And uh, let me just let you know about opportunity, guys, and saying yes and moving forward and taking leaps and getting yourself around new people and those kinds of things. For the three things that Jamie likes to concentrate on on his show here, which is the financial part, the health and spiritual part, and your relationship part, right? Yep. They are all tied together. And so because I was willing to say yes, and because I was willing to take risk, and because I was willing to start learning something new, new skills, step outside my comfort zone, get mentored by somebody that was above me, knew more, been there, done that. And because I did that, guys, the note investing by itself has created me a life that I never thought I could have. Okay. That I am financially free. I can go, I'm going two and a half weeks to Hawaii in October. And when I come back, everything will be the same. I won't have to be yelled at by a boss or I won't have to be stressed (laughs) about leaving town. And so it's a beautiful life, right? But the opportunities that come to you if you're in the right place mentally, and you're also in the right place with way of knowledge and expertise, mm-hmm. you're willing to accept these opportunities, you'll be amazed at how the good Lord of the universe, however you want mm-hmm. to put it, delivers when, you, when, mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're asking. So when mm-hmm. I got into this money business and learned how to serve others, mm-hmm. be a servant, be a deal maker, learn how money works. Okay. And all those mm-hmm. lessons. Well, look at the opportunities now, Jamie, I'm going to skip ahead real quick because you had 2018 yeah. Yeah. to now. Well, let's just go like this, folks. And this is not a brag session, but this is what can happen to you. I want you to understand mm-hmm. it's only been from 2018 to now. And I tried everything under the sun prior, and it was always an uphill battle or maybe a failure. So here's what happened. 2018 to now. We now have a $20 million note fund that I'm a fund manager of. We run the Note Investor University, where again, we're giving back. I want to teach people the same lessons I've learned that broke me free from the financial mm-hmm slavery shackles of 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 mm-hmm. the 9 to 5 the 40 40 plan and we're going to teach other people that at Node Investor University so I'm a coach at a big university where we're giving back helping people okay the other one is we're doing land entitlements in Florida mm-hmm. I would have never known about land entitlements. I would have never gotten in contact with the people that are doing it. We're building 300 apartment units in Palm Bay, Florida. So we're developing apartments wow. from the ground up. So I'm going to show you folks, right? From 2018, I didn't know what a note was. 2023, <laughs> I'm running a fund, a coaching group, building apartments, doing land entitlements. 
on my way to being a multi multi-millionaire and setting yeah. myself and my family up financially for decades. And that's what I'm doing now. No, now that I've lived through great. it and I'm still in the trenches, Jamie, because this is not somebody here with me that did it 27 years ago and I'm still talking about my mm -hmm. heyday. I'm in the trenches right now, folks, and my life sure. has dramatically changed and is dramatically changing as we speak. Yeah. And I want to just try to help bring as many people with me on that journey as, as possible. Yeah, I love that. And, it's, and it doesn't mean that somebody who... No one's story is going to be identical to yours. It doesn't mean it's going to, you know gonna someone's gonna turn their life around and see this hockey stick progression in the next two years no matter what it might be three to five years from now whatever it is it might be a different it might not be note investing it might be something else but i love the fact that there's you can experience this massive growth in life it's not this straight line to success right you've had a ton of ups and downs through your story and then now the last five years you've experienced incredible growth some of that is out of your control. Some of your down, so your quote unquote failures were out of your control, right? But it never would have happened if you hadn't said yes. And if you hadn't surrounded yourself, if you hadn't gotten humble and listened to your mentor and, and gone all in, I mean, there's no way this would have happened. Um, so a lot of it was within your control and you had to ha change your mindset. And like you said, serve others. I love, I love all that. So I've got a bunch of uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, you ready for them? Go for it. Awesome. Patrick, what is one thing that people misunderstand about you? Um, they misunderstand, I guess, about me that. Jeez, um, that's a hard question. What do they misunderstand? Tough one, right? <laughs> yeah, it is a tough one. What do they misunderstand about me? I guess I get misunderstood because uh, I do have an extensive sales background. And sure. I trained for 20 years in a certain way of, of speaking. And I trained in public speaking and those kinds of things. So I can sure. almost not help speak in that manner. And so I guess sometimes people I misunderstand see. me and think that uh, I come off as like a slickster or a, a snake oil salesperson or something. Uh, right. So that but could be I a misunderstanding you. about me. Yeah. Understood. Sure. You already talked about a lot of your, your you know, low points. Um, what's one of your biggest failures and what did you learn from that experience? Um, one of my biggest failures uh, was probably, you know, with with my auto finder company and my invention company, and you know, really failure might be the wrong term for it, but mm -hmm. we'll we'll go with that because it mm -hmm. did it did ultimately fail and it didn't succeed and it didn't get into um, automobile manufacturing lines and so forth. My investors sure. didn't get wealthy. I didn't get wealthy like we all thought. Uh, sure. So that could be deemed a failure. But what did I learn? I learned that that journey. Okay. And we've all heard this. It's a little cliche, but that journey and what I learned and the expertise I gained and the value that I got, the person I grew into going through that process mm -hmm. was the game and the mm -hmm. finances and getting rich and buying a boat and all this other stuff mm -hmm. would have been neat. But I'll tell you what, even owning a Ferrari is not as neat as, as, or as plentiful as the skills I learned and the person I mm -hmm. became going through that adventure. Sure. I don't think you'd be where you are now without nope. that. Yeah. quote unquote failure. Yep. If you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice, what would that be? Learn the money business. Mm, love that. love that. Yeah. If I could get, I mean, my, my daughter's 16. I, I want her to be more interested in it, but I got two more years for, before she's 18. So um, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would it be? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, JFK. See, I don't give you, I don't give you all the questions up front. JFK. JFK. Good one. Love it. If you were given, I know you have abundance now, but if you were given 10 million more dollars tomorrow, Patrick, literally just to you, not to your business, you, what would you do with it? 
Uh, first thing is I would uh, funnel it through my family banking system that we teach at our university because mm. that's the first place you want to go with your money. So I would put nice. it, it, run it through my family banking system so that, that I could guarantee, not just guess or hope, I could guarantee mm-hmm. that my grandkids and my great-grandkids will be trust fund babies and they'll have a better financial <laughs> opportunity than any of us ever had. And I can guarantee that. So I'd run it through there first. But then, you know, one of the things that you, you learn once your cup is overflowing and once mm-hmm. you get there and your money problems now you can say are behind you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then it's now giving back and bringing more people up from, from there. And so we, we have a 501c3, we have a nonprofit. And so I would probably mm-hmm. look to do some good with a, a fair portion of that money. Um, nice. And the rest of it, man, I would invest into assets in which are collateralized, in which I can serve and give back to people in the community, and in which also in doing so, I can make a heavy return on my dollar. Love that. Great answer. Um, in your business, What's a, a challenge that you're facing right now? I mean, not every, we know that n- nothing is all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. There's always a challenge in small business. What's one challenge that uh, you guys are facing right now? Uh, right now, um, you know, there, there's uh, ebbs and flows and, and uh, there's good problems. And I, and right mm-hmm. now I'd say we don't have any sure. bad problems. We have good problems. But, um, you know, one of the good problems you have, uh, folks, is that uh, when you're struggling and you're maybe trying to do your very first deal, a house flip or something, and you're trying to find a financial partner, and it seems like, boy, it's a struggle to get anybody to invest 20 grand with me or 50 grand or 100 grand with me and my house flip. I just can't find anybody with money. And it's hard to find somebody with money, but you got this cool house flip to do. Well, Mm -hmm. people don't think of it adversely on the other side until they've been there where it says you have so many people wanting to give you money and so Mm -hmm. many people wanting you to help them invest money in good places. And Mm -hmm. you're now trying to struggle to find enough assets and enough places to help with the money. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I, and I will tell you this, um, if, if you, some people on the audience go read the book, who, not how, okay, go read Mm -hmm. who, not how. Yeah. Cool book. book. But I think that's the thing too, right now is as we grow and as we expand, okay. One of the good problems to have is Mm -hmm. not to figure out how to do everything as you grow and expand what you're doing. Sure. It is to, for me to find the right who's to put in place, to work with me that see my vision and want to run with me for the next five, 10 years. Love that. Great. Great answer. Um, Let's see. What's one thing in your field of expertise, you know, that whether it's note investing or the broader financial education, everything you guys do, one thing that you hold a view you hold that's controversial or something that most other people do not agree with you about? Ooh, a view that's controversial, uh, that leveraging uh, cash leverageable whole life insurance policies in a dynasty trust is one of the best things you can Mm. ever possibly do for you and your family ever. And some people don't agree with that and they may think it's a little controversial. I do do infinite banking myself. It's probably maybe structured slightly differently, but it's, I think it's way more controversial than it needs to be. Um, So I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of it. So but you're you want to know why right. it's controversial, Jamie? Because all the wealthiest families in the elite circles of this life financially have been doing it forever. <laughs> and they don't want all of us little ants in the ant farm to yeah. know about it and that we should be it's doing true. it. <laughs> banks banks do it. Companies do it. You know, sure. so I think we should be doing it. Yes, sir. Um, all right. What's a, a book or two that you could recommend for my listener? Got Who Not How in there, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is a great book, Dan Sullivan. Yeah. If people want to know what we're talking about with um, uh, mortgage note investing for for passive cash flow, go read Jimmy Napier's book, right? It's called Mm -hmm. Invest in Debt. That'll give you a good idea of how I was able to begin creating my financial freedom, how you can do the same thing. Uh, And uh, 
Yeah, that, that just go with those, yeah. right? And the those Who Not How book, of course, the Who Not How book, uh, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the cliches and those kinds of things. Sure. Uh, and and how about uh, the the gain, not the gap? Mm, absolutely. I think I still have not read that one, but I should. Well, yeah. Um, and by the way, I'll throw it in. Okay. The Bible, the Bible, the oh, Bible, the Bible. There's more lessons in that book that'll help you create abundance in your life, spiritually, financially, and all of those than any of the books I've mentioned. Love it. Um, what is one question that I have not asked you, Patrick, that you wish I had? Oh, goodness, goodness. I guess, uh, where do I see myself in 10 years? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I see myself trying to create, um, so much, um, financial wealth for people that, that they can, um, break free financially. Okay. Which will help them spiritually and help them with the relationships. And, you know, life's always Mm -hmm. better. Money, money's not the end all be all, but I'll tell you, it ain't the root of all evil either. (laughs) Um, Okay, it's something that's a necessity. Mm-hmm. And if your cup does not spilleth over uh, spiritually, you won't spiritually give back. If your cup does not filleth over financially, you cannot financially give back or help others financially. So I want sure. people to spill over in all forms of life, okay, and be able to give back and bring others, other people up, okay, and not push other people down. That's one thing. In the next 10 years, I see myself helping, um, you know, thousands of people do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the way I'm going to give back. Um, but also, awesome, too, awesome. also, too, the growth. I want somebody to understand this lesson as well. And I'm going to relate that to where I see myself in 10 years. Sometimes people couldn't answer this question, Jamie. And if in 2018, you would have told me I'd be where I'm at now in 2023, I would have told you you were on drugs. Okay. (laughs) And I know that's most people. Okay. But what I want you to understand is this. Sometimes we have to look back at four years ago and, and pat ourselves on the back a little bit Mm. and be happy about the growth and and Mm. who we've become and how much more we've learned and all of that. And the problem with some people, Jamie, is if you can't go back to yourself four years ago and you're Mm -hmm. not any different, that's depressing. Okay. Sure. That's depressing. You don't want to be stuck in the same suckville you were in five years ago. You want to change. But so here's the thing. If I look and and I see myself now, I don't see something big. I don't see this big success that people may see from the outside. It's just me. And I've just been hustling for 25 years trying to get here. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but if I did go sit with myself and have lunch with myself, uh, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. from four years ago, I would amaze myself. And so (laughs) what, what I would, what I would say to you guys is this, you don't know where you could possibly end mm-hmm. up. It would be further and better than your wildest dreams could imagine. Cause for, from where you're at right now, you can only see so far, right? You have sure. to actually take some steps forward to get there. And it's amazing. Once you get there, how much further you could see. Right. Sure. So, so I believe in 10 years, um, I will be giving back, helping thousands of people create financial freedom and financial legacy. I'll be providing housing in areas of uh, growth and migration in the United States by way of building apartments. Uh, I will be helping homeowners in the next recession and the next financial crisis. I'll be helping homeowners avoid foreclosure and stay in their homes, helping to save communities. Um, and ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, um, all that's nifty and neat, but I want my daughter, who's four and a half now, when she's 14 and a half, to say mm. that I'm a good dad, right? Mm. That's where I see myself. Fantastic. Yeah, it was, there was a, that was a lot of gold nuggets right there, for sure. Um, really, just not, not, not putting limiting beliefs on yourself as far as what's possible and what's, you know, what, what the future holds for you, right? For all of us. Um, and also taking 
account, taking a inventory of the success that you've had, it, you know, looking, it's okay to look back and, and celebrate the growth that you've had. I think that's something that I know entrepreneurs get caught up in. I know I do. It's like, I'm busy grinding all the time. And it's like, Oh, I've actually done pretty well in the last few years. And, and we should celebrate that. Right. So like, I love can I that. give an analogy to be fair to people so that they don't go like, well, man, I don't know. like, listen, man, it's like su- success. Your success is like having it, raising a child, Jamie, you know, right. Oh yeah. So you, you anybody who's got kids, you understand this. You're with your kid 24-7. And so when your kid goes from two years old to three years yes. old to four years old, you don't really see the dramatic changes. Now, somebody 100%. somebody who hasn't seen your child since they were two and they see your <laughs> child now that they're four, they go, whoa, it's yeah. like a little adult. Oh, my God, totally different. Wow, they see this big growth, right? So yep. like in my growth process, I know if I went back and compared myself to who I was in 2018, it's a dramatic difference. Do I feel that? Do I feel that? Do I reward myself for this? No, it's more so like a buddy, example, a buddy that I went to play golf with the other day, who I've been friends with for years, who's known me all through some of my home improvement sales and sales management and all this stuff for like 10 years. Well, he hasn't seen me in like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Right. And I came rolling up in the, you know, in the, in the bins and, <laughs> nice. and, and the detailed bins with the nice golf clothes on and put myself, well, same dude. And I'm same friend. Right. I'm like, Hey, what's up, bro. It's been a while. Right. It's going to be so fun to go. And he, yeah. he's, he's like, damn, what are you doing? <laughs> and all that. Right. And so it is, it is so hard to do. It's not our yeah. fault because we're so attached to it. 24 seven, you don't kind sure. of see your growth, you know, you're so close to it. Uh, yeah. But yes, if you can look back and say, golly, gee, you know, from now. And if I look back five years ago, I'm a totally it's different fantastic. person. I'm better. I got better relationships. My health is better. My finances are getting better. So, stuff is getting better. I didn't want to stay the same and I'm achieving that. Now you might not think it's going as quick as you wish, right. but then that's the gap. You'll never be satisfied. If somebody says, sure. boy, if I could just make 10 grand a month, I'll be, I'll have made it. Mm-hmm. Well, trust me, when you get to making 10 grand a month, you're going to be like, oh man, I need to be making 20 grand a month. <laughs> when you're making 20 yeah. grand a month, you're going to go, man, 50 grand a month would be, you know, and yeah. that's the, that's the gap they talk about in that book, the gap in the mm-hmm. gain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really look back at the gain and be appreciative of the gain and then expect more gain. Okay. Don't always look at that gap because the the further you get up in the levels of life, there's always going to be a gap yeah. of where you think you want to be. Okay? Sure. And then you're just going to be dissatisfied your whole yep, life. And, yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> die a grumpy old soul. Exactly. Um, and successful, but depressed. Successful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who wants that? So awesome, man. Um, Patrick, where can people find you online? First of all, if anybody wants to get with me about anything, I'm willing to help. If it's spiritual, if it's health, uh, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp of things now and I can probably hopefully give some advice and help people. So you're welcome to email me, uh, Patrick at investbrilliantly.com. So Patrick at investbrilliantly.com, which says also then you can go to investbrilliantly.com and that's one of our websites where you can go and check out what it is we do. And then also if somebody really is, Jamie, because I know know it it helped to change your life a bit. It's helped to change my life a bit. I've seen a lot of other people changing lives because they understand mortgage note investing. For sure. We have full programs to to get you there and help you break into financial freedom within 36 months. uh, And I know you can do it. So um, that's noteinvestoruniversity.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Patrick, Franz, this has been awesome, man. You've uh, we've covered a lot of ground. You bring a lot of energy and a lot of positivity and a lot of, you know, inspiration, but also actionable uh, advice that people can can actually take with them to to take some steps. And that's what we're trying to accomplish here is give people hope and inspiration that no life is not always rainbows and butterflies. You're going to have hard times. You're going to hit 
financial challenges like you did, Patrick. Um, but at the end of the day, if you surround yourself with good people, if you're willing to say yes, you're willing to take ownership and get that education, which is critical, um, massive growth and massive abundance can happen to you quickly. So thanks so much for spending your time with us, Patrick. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me on, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And to the listener, thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Don't forget to check out our website, adversity2abundance.com. That's the number two, adversity2abundance.com. And we do have our book out from Adversity to Abundance. So check that out. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation, available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.